Hi, readers. Welcome to Books Connect Us from Penguin Random House. This is a podcast about staying connected with each other and the stories and authors who inspire us. Kai Harris is a writer and educator from Detroit, Michigan, who uses her voice to uplift the Black community through realistic fiction centered on the Black experience. Her new book, What the Fireflies Knew, is a coming-of-age novel told by an almost 11-year-old girl as she and her sister try to make sense of their new life with their estranged grandfather in the wake of their father's death and their mother's disappearance. The story reveals that heartbreaking but necessary component of growing up, the realization that loved ones can be flawed. Now let's join Kai Harris in conversation with our editor, Amber Oliver. So hi, Kai. So glad to have you here and to meet you, see you in person, do this whole podcast. It's really exciting. Hi. Yes, I'm extremely excited. Uh, it feels like, you know, we've known each other for so long. So it's strange that this is the first time we've met in real life. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. So excited <laughs> to be here. Yes. Yes. Um, and, and this is your first day like in New York and stuff. Yeah. On your tour. Yeah, right in the middle of book tour. And uh, New York was a stop that I decided on mostly just because I, I wanted to come here and meet all of y'all. So Yes, <laughs> yes. And we loved meeting you. So great. Um, and I know you have so many other great stops to make on your book tour, which is, again, exciting. Um, but today, we're here to talk about you and what the Fireflies knew and about writing, themes, all of those things. So... Uh, my first question, which I think is the first question I asked you during our author meeting almost <laughs> two years ago, um, but for you know the listeners today, uh, what inspired you to write this book? I think that was your first question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this book started out as a short story that I wrote when I was uh, still doing my master's at Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee, and I... You know, I hope I'm not getting this wrong because I've said this in a bunch of interviews now, but I think that I wrote the story in response to a writing prompt um, from my professor. And I think I was supposed to be, you know, focusing in on a, a place or a memory or something like that. And the story uh, explored memories that I had had visiting my grandfather in Lansing, Michigan, when I was a child. And originally, that story was just really focused on a couple different moments, um, you know, catching fireflies uh, and uh, looking for caterpillars. So that was pretty much what the story was made mm. up of. It was completely different at that point. The plot was completely different. But after I wrote the story— um, I really fell in love with, you know, the character, and, and other people were telling me that as well. And I thought, like, how interesting would it be to write a novel in this place that I'm, like, really familiar with that is so special to me? But if I give this place to a new character, if I, if I create a character and I give her this place and then I see what happens for her there. So that was the original um, inspiration. And, you know, after that, once I started getting into the project, I became really inspired by this idea of wanting to depict this, you know, uh, black girl, black girlhood experience mm. and wanting to create something that, you know, felt ordinary in some ways and, you know, just really documented like this, this summer for this, this child. 
That's really that's really beautiful. I feel like we don't often get to see black girls in literature. And your book, when I first read it as an editor, and even when I reread it again, all those times we were going through it together, um, that's one of the things that was always so strong is like really seeing the full breadth of KB's emotions and like who she was and what her experiences were. Um, so, you know, one of the things that I would love to know more about is like why you chose to center black girlhood here. Um, I know this is a coming of age story and that part of it is so important, but uh, it seems really important to you that this is like an ode to black girlhood and just again, shows that full breadth. So just tell us a little bit more about why you made that decision. Yeah, like you said, uh, I don't think we've seen a lot of it in literature, especially in certain ways. And so I think what's special about this book is that I wanted to really center this Black girlhood experience, and I wanted it to be as unfiltered as possible. So, you know, it's first person, it's present tense, it's very immediate, you know, the entire world is just as KB sees it. Like, you know, as the reader, we don't know much that KB doesn't know. Um, we don't see anything outside of, you know, her eyes. Everything is the way that she sees the world, and it's all very steeped in her experience. And that was really important to me because I think there's so much that's unique and special and important about Black girlhood experiences, and I don't think we see it on the page enough. Um, and when we do see Black girls in fiction, I think a lot of times it can be, you know, so centered on trauma, um, which there's trauma in this book, you know, mm-hmm. to be to be clear. Uh, but I wanted to try and create a balance. I wanted mm. to also spend a lot of time just really focusing on, you know, regular life stuff. Just KB yeah. trying to figure herself out and, you know, catching bugs and trying to make friends and, you know, having awful experiences with boys and meeting family for the first time because those things are a part of that experience as well. And, you know, ultimately, I wanted to show, you know, well, first of all, I want Black girls and Black women to read this book and just feel like super welcome, you know, mm-hmm. like, yep. I, I know this experience. This feels fami- familiar to me. Um, and I tried to create those moments that I hope Black girls and Black women will be able to see themselves. But I also want other people to see this experience and understand and recognize how universal this experience is, but also how unique it is. Mm. You know, I think it's both of those things at the exact same time. I've, uh, you know, heard from lots of people about how this book has impacted them or affected them um, or reminded them of things from their childhood or, for you know, from their lives. And these are people that span identity, you know, like they're, you know, I've, I've heard from so many different kinds of people. And the commonality is, oh, man, like this is just, you know, this felt so so universal, so personal, so intimate. I could see myself in this character, this character, in this mm. moment. Um, and that was what I was really hoping to do. That's that's really great. Um, I'm glad to see that people are like connecting with it in a deep way and just sort of seeing yeah. themselves in the in the pages. That's such an important thing to do as a writer is just like make people feel like they could be in this world and that their their you know experiences are are shared in a meaningful way. So that's that's really great. Um, I guess this is a question that sort of relates to the last one. Um, you talk a lot about 
what KB is experiencing. Um, and I and I just wonder, like, how were you able to so effortlessly capture <laughs> KB's voice? I mean, like, there's innocence, but there's also, like, nuance there. There's pain, but there's also joy, that balance like you were talking about before. How did you stay, you know, in the brain of an almost 11-year-old and um, just sort of make us feel like we were getting to know this person in an intimate way? <laughs> you said effortlessly, and... Uh, <laughs> The answer is it took a lot of effort. <laughs> um, so I'm glad it came across that way. So there were lots of things that went into that. I think at first, I just jumped into doing it. And mm. I was like, yeah, I can write this voice. And in some ways, it it felt natural to do it because pretty early on, so I spent a lot of time at the beginning of drafting this book, I spent a lot of time just trying to get to know KB's character. And so it felt kind of natural to be able to like recognize what her voice sounded like and mm. you know to try to get it on the page but later I think after you know my first draft or maybe after a couple revisions early on I realized you know I'm slipping out of this voice and so I needed to like really really get into it so I spent even more time getting to know this character one of the things that I did during my rev my revision process was I would do writing exercises from KB's point of view mm. so I would you know take just any ordinary writing prompt that you know I found online or you know had in a class and I would answer it as if I was her. And I would come up with these little scenes um, from those writing exercises. And they're things that mostly didn't end up in the book, although I do think I used one of them in the book because mm -hmm. it turned out so well. Um, but they were just ways for me to get to know her mm -hmm. um, more, you know, more intimately and to be able to hear her voice and know how she would respond in almost any situation. So the more and more that I did that, the more natural it felt for me to try and get her voice on the page. And it got to the point where I knew her so well and I felt like I could hear her voice so clearly that if something was not in her voice, I would notice it pretty immediately. Mm. Um, you know, one of the things that really helped me with that is uh, reading out loud. Um, so I read several of the of the drafts of this out loud, including, you know, all the way to the end when we were, you know, finishing up with my, my last round of past pages. I think I came back to you and I was like, Amber, please, <laughs> I need to just make one, like, I need one more pass. Um, because it was so nerve-wracking to turn yeah, it in, I you bet. know? <laughs> you had it for so long. It's your baby. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, so up until that last point, I was, you know, reading it out loud, trying to catch anything mm. that just didn't feel like her. Um, you know, I think it also helped. Two things that also helped were trying to remember what it was like to be that age mm. and then also paying attention to my daughters. You know, when I was writing the book, at some point of writing this book, my daughter was 10. Um, and, you know, she's not, she's not, in some ways she's like KB, but there's a lot of ways that she's not like her. So it wasn't as easy as just, you know, paying yeah, attention to what my daughter her. says. <laughs> um, but there were some things that were helpful just, in, you know, in remembering what it's like to be that age, um, you know, how it feels to, you know, be curious about something and not be able to get those answers. Um, so, yeah, it was just a lot of effort, <laughs> a lot of a lot of spending time with the character and getting to know her well enough to to hear her voice and get it down on the page. That's that's really excellent. And, and again, it's it's effortless because I'm completely immersed in, in her voice when I read the, the pages. Awesome. Um, and I'm always excited about it, even though I've read your book a lot of times now. <laughs> it's always right. a joy and a pleasure. Great. Um, 
So we talked a little bit about your your writing process, which is which is great um, for KB. I want to know a little bit more about how you um, sort of came up with the relationships that KB has in the story, because she has a different relationship with Nia than she has with her granddaddy, with her mother. How did you make those distinctions, um, and how what wh- what are you hoping that this relationship between the three of them? How does it start, and then how does it end, and like what did you envision for them in the story? It's kind of a complicated question. Sorry. (laughs) It's complicated, but it's a great question. Um, So the relationships were extremely important to me, probably one of the most important things about this book. And the relationship with with KB and Nia was the first one that I knew I was going to write. Um, And, you know, I so I have an older sister. Uh, She, you know, likes to joke that I wrote this whole book about her. Um, But, you know, it's not that simple. My relationship with my older sister is much different than KB and Nia. First of all, you know, we have a much smaller age gap. And so some of the things that KB experiences with her sister, I didn't experience with mine. But I think there's something that's just very universal about, you know, sibling dynamics and, you know, trying to navigate the ways that you might be changing and your sibling is not Mm -hmm. and how you all, you know, kind of bridge that gap. Because the one thing that I absolutely do have with my sister is this sense that like we've always had each other you know it's you know it's there have been times where it's just the two of us but we can always count on the fact that like we have each other even as the world changes around us and I gave that that kind of relationship to KB and Nia and I wanted to explore what it's like for them in this moment where they don't have each other and everything Mm -hmm. is so hard and on top of it all you know I mean it's like KB's dealing with some very deep trauma but in some moments for her, the worst thing that's going on in her world is that Nia won't play with her mm-hmm. anymore. You know, that's what's at the center of her problem. Um, and so I wanted to showcase that because I think that there's something that's just so real and authentic and y- universal about that. I keep saying universal, but that's that's it's all true. I got. <laughs> um, so that was that relationship. Um, you know, granddaddy, That that's probably one of the most special relationships to me in the book is the relationship that forms between KB and her grandfather. Um, you know, I knew I wanted to make him kind of, you know, quiet and and kind of grumpy and stoic at the start. I think it took me a long time to get to the place where I was able to actually have that relationship develop in the ways that where it is now in the book that happened over time that that didn't happen easily Mm. because I, I knew where I wanted him to start, but I didn't know how I wanted them to evolve. No, I take that back. I did know how I wanted them <laughs> to evolve, but I didn't quite know how to get there. Mm. Um, and so I just, honestly, what I started doing was I just started writing scenes with them together to just let them do stuff together and then see what would happen. Mm. So I wrote the you know photo album scene. I have them looking at pictures together. And then I see like, how does that affect their relationship? And, you know, KB sits in on a Bible study that he's doing with his friend. And then I say, how does that affect their relationship? And, okay, he's teaching her how to clean greens and you know, telling her about family members that she hasn't known. And what I start to realize is like, wow, this relationship is so special to KB for Mm. so many reasons because, first of all, she hasn't had this from anyone. Granddaddy is the first adult in her life who really just tells her stuff and just is like opening up to Mm. her and telling her stuff about her family. And that's helping her to understand herself and her her place in the world. So I knew they were going to have a very special relationship 
I think that they, you know, how they got there happened, you know, as I was writing and honestly, as I was getting feedback, you know, from, you know, my agent, Aisha, and from you, Amber, and, you know, uh, readers that I had along the way, everyone was kind of pointing out these relationships and being Mm -hmm. like, ooh, yeah, I'm into this. Mm -hmm. Like, give me, give me more. And the more that I was hearing that, the more I was able to sit down and say like, okay, what's what's really happening for them in these in these moments and you know same thing with mama mama was was super complicated because she's like barely in the book mm. um so so much of what i i was trying to create for that relationship happens you know off screen so to speak so that was even more complicated and so much of the book is told through kb's memories and so a lot of that relationship comes from those memories and her remembering how how and why mama is so special to her but we don't get to see that on the page beyond you know the beginning and the end right. um you know there's a little bit in between phone conversations but there's not much so that was that was also tricky just trying to figure out how to create that but you're right i i did want them to all have distinct relationships um, because I, I also wanted to show how each of these things feeds into something that KB needs right. um, and how getting closer and stronger in these relationships is what ultimately kind of guides her through this journey that she's on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And she learns that family can yeah look different or be different than what you thought and it's constantly yeah. growing and changing and she can grow and change too. And mm-hmm. I think she learns that over the course of the summer and it's just really beautiful to see. Thank it's you. Really great. So speaking of beautiful, um, <laughs> I'm going to change it up a little bit and I'm going to ask you what is what, your, what, what, what was your favorite scene to write and what is your favorite scene overall? Ooh, okay. I thought I knew an answer until it was a two-part question. <laughs> favorite scene to write. Um, you know what? I think I think my favorite scene to write was probably the ending of the book, the very mm. last scene. And so I won't say what happens in it because I don't want it to be a spoiler. <laughs> but the reason why I love that scene so much is because it was so hard <laughs> to write. Um, because, you know, I struggle with endings, because I'm like I'm not I'm not much of a bow tie happy ending kind of person, mm-hmm. right? I I used to say like I don't believe in happy endings. I don't want that. Um, it's not going to happen. And it wasn't because I don't want them, but it was just because I I want to make sure that what I'm doing is is realistic. And so I think that what was interesting for me in writing that scene was I wanted it to end differently. Mm-hmm. I actually wanted it to end a bit happier. And it's not that it's not a happy ending. I think I do consider it a happy ending. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, But there was a different ending Mm -hmm. that I originally wanted, and it was the selfish wanting, you know? Mm -hmm. I was just like, nah, I want this for KB. But as I was reading it and reading over the ending and what I was trying to do, I was like, this isn't how this story ends. And you know it, you know? Mm -hmm. You're just trying to to force something. Um, So I think that I would say that that was my favorite scene to write because it was really hard and because once I got to where it is now, I just knew it. Like, I I read Mm -hmm. through it and I think I, you know, I think I was like sitting there writing and then out of nowhere, I just burst out to my husband like, I did it. It's this is it. Yes. <laughs> I found the ending, you know, so it was a very triumphant moment, I guess. Nice. Um, my favorite scene in the book is the is the firefly scene, um, which is probably no surprise because, <laughs> you know, I named the whole book after it. Uh, but this scene where KB learns from granddaddy how to catch fireflies is really special to me for a couple reasons. One being 
when I think back to the time I spent in Lansing with my grandfather, that's something I remember doing. So that was a scene that really was kind of built from my memory, from that Mm. original story I I wrote when this was a story before it was a book. Um, So that was, you know, I think that scene is the oldest scene that exists. You know, it's probably the first scene that I wrote um, for this book when it was a story. Um, So that's one part of why it's special. And the other part is... um, I So, like I said, the title comes from this scene um, because as I was trying to think about what I wanted to name the book, I, first of all, immediately thought of that scene. And I love this image of fireflies. And, uh, you know, so that was really that was really special. And it just feels uh, it just feels so close to home. Like I when I read that scene, I just feel like I can just see it. Like I'm there. Oh, yeah. I can envision it. You know, one day when this is a, a movie or something, you know, like that's the scene that I know is just going to like light up. Like it's just going to be so beautiful. Um, and it's just really like the heart of what I was trying to do because that scene represents also just uh, KB needing to learn to slow down mm. and, you know, realizing that there's good stuff around her. And she sometimes gets so caught up in everything else. And when she takes these moments to just kind of slow down and see, like, what's around her, um, it teaches her so much about herself. It teaches her so much about the things that she's trying to figure out. So, yeah, uh, that's probably my favorite. Awesome. I love that. That's one of my favorite scenes, too, because it's just so beautiful. And even as the reader, you feel like you're just watching this this little girl enjoy her time there, even while going through all this traumatic stuff. She's just like taking a breath, catching fireflies, doing things that she she loves. Right. That brings her joy. And I really, I really love that. So you're an author now. Your book is out in the world. It's been receiving excellent press um, in the New York Times and the Associated Press. It's some really book club pick. How are you feeling about finally being an author? I feel amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, as I'm sitting here, you know, in the in the Penguin Random House studio recording a podcast, it's it's surreal. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been it's been better than I imagined that it would be. Uh, you know, having the book come out, it was interesting because right before the book came out, I was feeling a million emotions, and everybody just kept being like, "Oh my gosh, are you so excited?" And I was like excited. Oh my God. Like, how do I have time to be excited? I'm like, all of these things, you know, let me tell you the seven emotions I'm feeling right now. And excited was definitely one of them, but it was so hard to focus on being excited because there was also so much worry and anxiety. And, you know, I I just didn't know what was going to happen because I'm putting this book out into the world that, like you said, is, you know, my baby. I've been working on it for so long. Mm -hmm. It feels so close to me, not just because I wrote it, but also because I put pieces of myself in this book, you know, in the setting and in some of, you know, of kind of, you know, KB's uh, personality and who she is. And so putting it out there feels so personal because mm. it's it's like, if this doesn't go well, <laughs> like if people don't like this book, they don't like me. <laughs> and uh, so that was something I had to work through. And, you know, thank, shout out to my therapist for uh, helping me to get through some of that. But uh, it's been amazing. I've loved, loved, loved hearing from people about the book. You know, people, not just the the things that we hear about, you know, the, the reviews and the press, which have all been amazing as well. But also people are taking their time out to reach out to me and to tell me, 
you know, how much they've enjoyed the book, how much it means to them, what excited them about it. You know, I love mm. hearing those stories uh, because that's why I wanted to do this. You know, it was it felt like such a risk to me because I'm, you know, believe it or not, I'm, I tend to be a very shy and kind of inward type person. And mm. sharing in this way hasn't always been easy for me. Um, but I knew that I needed to share this story. I think before this, I wasn't even necessarily imagining that I would you know, publish something in this way. Wow. But I wrote this book and I was like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to share this with the world because I, I really felt like it was important. So it's been a very surreal journey, very exciting, very humbling. Hmm. Um, and I'm just, you know, I, I just keep reminding myself, like, this is just the beginning. You know, just I have the beginning, lots definitely. more stories to tell. And um, I'm just excited to to be here. Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad that I had a chance to work with you on this book and hopefully more books to come. Absolutely. Um, yeah, exactly. Do you have anything exciting you're working on next or you're just focused on this this book right now? I know you've got a lot of stuff going on. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm writing a lot of stuff. Um, you know, a few of the things I'm working on. So, so one interesting thing is that I'm really interested in telling stories for different audiences. So I think right now everything that I'm working on is very rooted in Black girlhood and Black womanhood and mm. telling those stories, um, but to different audiences. So I'm working on something right now that's young adult, and that's super exciting for me because I'd love the opportunity to tell a story to, you know, young people that might help them to navigate some of the things that are going on in their worlds or their experience. Um, I'm also working on a book that I'm really excited about because it's uh, very full of joy and fun and laughter and black girl friendships and travel um, and food and family. And uh, I'm not going to say much more about it because uh, it's I don't know. I don't know why I don't want to say much more about it. <laughs> we can probably cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm excited about that because I think that a lot of what I've been writing so far is, you know, centers, not centers, but in, includes or involves a lot of, of trauma, a lot of, mm -hmm. you know, things that are difficult to read. And I think that those things are important for me to put in the work because they're a part of the experience that I'm wanting to show. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, like there's so much laughter, there's so much fun, mm. there's so much joy. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm really excited to write a book that's that's focused on those things. I love that. As an editor, I see so many traumatic books, and those are, you know, important books that deserve to be published, but I'd love to see more, you know, joyful books about laughter and friendship and love and family because things have been bleak the last couple yeah. of years, and so those kind of books, those uplifting books are are exciting um, to think about. So yeah. yes, I will be. I'll be waiting patiently for that <laughs> manuscript. I have to say, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, we all deserve those stories for sure. Thank you for listening to Books Connect Us. For more great book recommendations and information about your favorite authors, feel free to follow Penguin Random House on social media or visit penguinrandomhouse.com. And if you've enjoyed what you've heard, go ahead and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, as it helps more listeners to find our show. This podcast is produced by Pat Stango and edited by Clayton Gumbert. I've been Aaron Leaf, and until next time, this has been Books Connect Us.